Whoa, hello everyone, and thank you for coming back to our season two of the Josh Cast. I want to welcome you to a special edition of the Josh Cast called Love, Lust, and Lies. Love is deep affection, lust is sexual desire, and lies is not the truth. I want us to go on a journey and talk about all three juicy and hot topics. And for today, I want us to just enjoy the ride for a great adventure. Well, for today's topic, I want to talk about dating tips. That's what I want to talk about. Dating tips. I want to start off with a question. Are you single and looking for love? Are you finding it hard to meet the right person? When you're having trouble finding a love connection... It is too easy to become discouraged or buy into the destructive myths that are out there about dating and relationships. I can definitely understand this because when you're trying to find love or trying to find a relationship, it's always very difficult because there's so many misconceptions and there's so many, you know, lies and so many things that are not even true. And you're trying to figure out how do we navigate through this? Now, life as a single person offers many rewards, such as being free to pursue your own hobbies and interests, learning how to enjoy your own company, and appreciating the quiet moments of solitude. I can definitely agree with this because when you're enjoying your own company, that means that you enjoy being by yourself. Um, And when you say the quiet moments of solitude... Those quiet moments where you're just relaxing, the phone is put on the charger, your stuff is, you know, put away, and you're just enjoying the peace of being alone, where you're not having anybody invade your space, trying to come in, you know, you're just by yourself, enjoying that time of just relaxation, and that nice woosah. Pursuing your own hobbies is very important as a single person, because many people think or assume that... You know, as a single person, you're supposed to just be by yourself and not interested in anything or you're just trying to figure out what to do next. But it's very important to find your own thing. However, if you're ready to share your life with someone and you want to build a lasting relationship, life as a single person can be very frustrating. Uh, I remember I was having a conversation with somebody. I remember they were telling me, oh, man, you know, how does it feel to be in a relationship? Or how does it feel to be dating again or being with someone? And I told him that I had to make an adjustment because as a single man, I was used to having my entire life, everything always wrapped up in single life. And then transitioning from transitioning from being a single man to now a dating man and a relationship man, it took a process. And then as I'm in a relationship, I had to adjust to getting out of my comfortability of singleness. So there was definitely many challenges that I've learned over the time. And then also reading, you know, some books 
uh, on on dating and trying to figure it out took some time as well. So what I want to do is share my personal tips and advice that I've learned. And also I want to share what I've learned from other cited articles that I've read to go along with this uh, with this presentation. So we were talking about, you know, being single, right? So for many of us, our emotional baggage can make us finding the right romantic partner a difficult journey. Many of us can come with in a new relationship or friendship with baggage. And that baggage can either be heavy or light. But no matter how many bags you have, make sure that you're able to carry something. Or maybe you want to just need to let it go. Perhaps you grew up in a household where there was no role model of a solid, healthy relationship. And you doubt that such a thing even exists. Or maybe your dating history consists of brief flings and you don't know how to make a relationship last. You could be attracted to the wrong type of person or keep making the same bad choice over and over. I am definitely guilty of this because I've been in a... I've definitely been in some encounters where I'm like, man, I shouldn't even talk to that person. I shouldn't even interact it, but... You know, when you're young and stupid and adventurous, there's a lot of adventures that you should not even go into. But that's another podcast by itself. Now, when it says grew up in a household, what a lot of people don't realize, me just speaking personally, what a lot of people don't realize is when you're in a household that has toxic relationships or toxicity and you have a lot of unhealthy things that's going to affect how you see relationships and also how you see uh friendships how you see life because what people don't realize is that your home is very important uh i have a, a personal story i remember i was yeah i was actually dating somebody and i remember they came by my home and they went to sleep. I remember they went to sleep. This was years ago. And I remember they was like, wow. They said, well, they said, I can feel so much peace in your home. I said, oh, absolutely. I said, there's no negativity that roams in this home. I said, this is a house of peace. The peace of the Lord is definitely in here. There's no negativity anywhere. And what I've noticed is that my household is a very peaceful place. One thing I've always said, whether I was, you know, working a long nine to five or whether I'm, you know, doing uh, a three night revival or I was preaching, you know, two or three services that day. or I was, you know, podcasting a couple of episodes. I make sure when I go to the front of my door, I take a deep breath and I say, thank God for being home. And I just go in. I don't let anything, anything that's work-related, ministry-related, anything to hinder me or bother me when I come home. And I make sure that I don't take work home or home to work. I make sure I keep it separate. And that's one of the things that we have to realize as single, relationship, dating, married, whatever, single, divorce, whatever. Make sure that you have a place of peace in your home. So maybe, you know, you have to understand that when you look at many people attracted to the wrong type of person, many people have a type. And, you know, whenever people say, I don't have a type or this is not my type of person, they're actually lying. Every single person has a type, a specific 
kind of person that they would like to be with, date, marry, whatever. You know, some 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 would say, oh, I like her with long hair and I like her looking a certain way. Or some women would say, I like him, you know, with muscles and, you know, tall and striking, you know, striking looking. Not talking about myself, <laughs> but many people have those kind of, you know, things going on. So brief flings, you know, many people have flings and things and things of that nature. So Maybe you're attracted to the wrong person. Sometimes people like the opposite. People like the people that's not supposed to be with them, but there's something about their edginess. There's something about their grit that makes you want to be with that kind of person. Um, due to unresolved issues from the past is another reason why there's a lot of failures in relationships and singleness. Because what people don't realize is that like you may, for example, um, I remember I was dating someone. Who was the, who was someone I should have never dated. I, I never should have even dated them. And I remember that there was some unresolved things that I was going on after we broke up and stuff. And I realized when I was in a new relationship, I noticed that there were some issues that I was trying to figure out and trying to understand and un- try to battle and figure out while I was in a new relationship. And I noticed that the person that I was dating was very humble and gracious and understood where I was coming from. And they gave me mature time to understand what's going on and to move forward. And that's the good thing about having a great partner is that they can understand what's going on, accept what's going on and understand that there's healthy ways to move forward. So the wrong thing, whenever someone says, oh, this remind me of before, this remind me of that. It's okay to have remembrance, but it's okay to understand that they may have a little bit of similarities with before, but it's time to move forward. And that's the thing people don't understand. They always have to move forward. So maybe maybe you're not putting yourself in the right position to find the right person. Or maybe you may feel not confident enough. But whatever's going on, there's obviously a disconnect. And I just want to connect the dots. All right. So whatever the case may be, you can overcome your obstacles, even if you've burned or tried to have a, you know, a bad record with dating. There's ways to fix it. So the question I want to ask is, what is a healthy relationship? One thing I want to do is also whoever's listening, please take notes of what I'm saying. I would love for you to just take notes and, you know, just uh, help you try to find a lesson that helps you as I was as I'm teaching right now. So. What is a healthy relationship? Every relationship is unique and people come together for many different reasons. However, there are also some characteristics that most healthy relationships have in common, such as mutual respect, trust and honesty. In a strong, healthy relationship, you also, number one, maintain a meaningful emotional connection with each other. Let me say that again. Maintain a meaningful emotional connection with each other. You each make the other feel loved and emotionally fulfilled. Now, another number two is able to respectfully disagree. I want to say that again. Able to respectfully disagree. You need to feel safe to express what bothers you without fear of retaliation. Being able to resolve conflict without humiliation, disrespect, 
insisting on being right. This is very important because many challenges come when you disagree. And you see, disagreement should not turn into a World War Six, World War Five, World War Eight, and turn into a big, huge war. It should turn into a conversation. Because what people don't realize is that you're in a relationship. Not a battleship, but a relationship. So if you have, if you turn your relationship into a battleship, there's no reason to be together. You should just get into another boat and sail off to where you got to go. All right? Another tip, number three, is keep outside relationships and interests alive. Number three, keep outside relationships and interests alive. To stimulate and enrich your romantic relationship, it's important to sustain your own identity outside of the relationship. You see, I was talking to someone, and I, I was, uh, I was talking to um, to someone, and I told him, I said, the reason why I really love a certain type of person is because what I love about uh, this woman that I know, like she's really close and dear to my heart, you know, we're, 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 you know, that's my ace bone coon. And I like I told him, I said, the reason why me and you are so cool is because I said, you know how to have a life outside of your relationship. And I remember I was talking to my best friend and he has a life outside the relationship. It is very important. Please listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. It's very important to have your own identity in a relationship. I remember um, I was telling someone, I was talking to someone, and I told them, I said, the reason why sometimes marriages, relationships sometimes fail is because they take their identity out of the marriage and make the marriage their identity to where, like, their husband is the main focus and the wife is not the focus at all. Or the wife is the big focus and the husband doesn't understand what else is going on outside of the relationship. Or when you're at dinner and you're like, man, my wife said, my wife said, my wife said, or you're the one who's at dinner, but my husband said, my husband said, no, what are you saying? What do you what do you like? What do you love? What are you interested in? And when we have that delicate balance, we're able to say, well, I even if we break up or we're together, I am me. You are you. And let's just keep it like that. Right. So preserve connections with family and friends. Make sure that you have a good relationship with your family, your friends, whether you talk to your friends or family, not that much or a little bit or every single day. Just keep that balance of talking to your friends and maintain your hobbies and your interests and keep it for keep it moving forward. You never want to uh, look at life and say, well, I wish I could have done this, but I spent time doing this and doing that and fighting and doing that. What you want to do is say, hey, I know that you like to go skiing. I like to do kayaking. You do your skiing. I do my kayaking and we keep it moving. All right. Lastly, uh, in the tips is communicate openly and honestly. Good communication. Listen to listen to this carefully. Good communication is a key part of any relationship. When both people know what they want from the relationship and feel comfortable expressing their needs fears, and desires. It can increase trust and strength from the bond between the both of you. Now, let's go a step deeper. The common myths about dating and looking for love. There are many myths, all right? M-Y-T-H-S, myths. All right, so... The first myth, I can only be happy and fulfilled if I'm in a relationship or it's better to have a bad relationship than no relationship. 
I want to say that one, okay? I can only be happy and fulfilled if I'm in a relationship or it's better to have a bad relationship than no relationship. That's the myth. The fact of that is, while there are healthy benefits that come with being in a solid relationship, many people can just be happy and fulfilled without being in a relationship. Despite the stigma in social circles that say that being single is not important or, you know, you know, you have to fit in with being in a relationship, you don't have to be. Being alone and being lonely are not the same thing. Let me say that again. Being alone and being lonely is not the same thing. Nothing is as nothing is as unhealthy as a bad relationship. A toxic relationship, by the way, because a toxic relationship can be, for example, um, what's a good, what's a toxic one? Oh, you're staying with somebody because you feel like if you leave or they leave, you're going to feel alone. A toxic relationship is, um, what I heard somebody tell me the other day, how this girl uh, is with this guy and he told her, oh, you know, um, you know, I'm going to marry you if we live together. Then when they live together, he still's not marrying her or he says to her, which is toxic. You haven't given me a reason to marry you. Let me tell you something, ladies. If a man ever tells you you haven't given me a reason to marry you, do not be with that man. Break up with him. Delete his number. Block him. Don't ever speak to him ever again. Because that is one of the most disrespectful things you can ever say to a woman, fellas. And women, whenever a man want to propose, you say, you know, you have to talk to my mother and talk to my aunt and talk to this person. I'm not talking to five people if I'm going to marry you. I'm talking to two people, your mother and your father. That's the only two people I'm talking to. I'm not talking to the whole clan of your family. I'm not talking to everybody, Pookie and Ray Ray, none of them. No, I'm talking to one, two people, your mother and your father, and that's it. That's just how it goes. All right. So what's another myth? If I don't feel an instant attraction to someone, it's not a relationship worth pursuing. That's the myth. Let's go to the fact. This is an important myth to break apart, especially if you have a history of making inappropriate choices. Instant sexual attraction and lasting love do not go hand in hand. Let me see that again. Instant sexual attraction and lasting love do not go hand in hand. Emotions can change and deepen over time, and friends sometimes become lovers if you give those relationships a chance to develop. I am guilty of this. I remember there was um, a woman that I met, and at first I just was nervous. I just was hesitant, and I just was like, you know, I thought the person was very beautiful. I mean, just, oh my goodness. I mean, sweet, sweet baby Jesus. She was beautiful. And at first I was just nervous. I'm just like, I don't know. Just a little nervous. And I had a conversation with my, uh, with my, with my friend, Uncle Mac. And he was just telling me, no, pursue a relationship with this person. Talk to them, be with them. And I noticed the good things that this person did for me and I was doing for them in our friendship. And I decided to pursue a relationship. And I noticed how beautiful this person was and how amazing this person was and how much I've changed being friends with this person. How much they've, you know, opened my eyes to different things. How they, you know, showed me trust and showed me love and showed me compassion. And that right there made me realize that this is someone I need to be with. And it's such a blessing to know that when you're 
when you find that beautiful person, when you find that person that says, you know, I know that I don't have it all together. I know that everything is not in order, but as I'm talking to you and spending time with you, you make me want to do better. That's real love. When you're able to say, yes, I know I was acting up or I was bugging out or something, but when I was talking to this person, they made me realize I can be better. Not bitter, but better. And I think that's the problem. We sit there and say, oh, I want to change this man. I want to change this woman. No, allow them to understand. I'm not trying to change you, but I just want you to be your best self. And that's the good part about it is that you don't want to jump into codependency. But what you want to do is make sure that you make the right decision as you're pursuing a relationship with that beautiful somebody. Okay. Now. Another myth. Women have different emotions than men. Let me give you the fact of that. Women and men feel similar things, but sometimes express their feelings differently. According to society's conventions, both men and women experience the same core emotions such as sadness, anger, fear, and joy. I remember there was a, a book I was reading. It's called uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Definitely pick a copy of that book. Uh, my life coach, Dr. Driver, gave me a copy of that. Um, and what I noticed is that when men look at things, we look at men as men. We look at things as we want to be problem solvers. We want to fix things. We want to, you know, grab the hammer and the nails and tools to start building and fixing. With a woman, when you express yourself, ladies... You express yourself not for a man to fix it, but just to listen. So when you're after you after you have your long day and you come home and you take off those nice heels and you sit down and sit on the couch so beautifully and so nice. And the man comes in and says, you know, honey, how was your day? And you kick your feet up. He rubs your feet and he looks at you and you look at him and he's and she just tell him oh this happened and this happened and you know Sarah got a new car and this person got a new this and this one got a promotion and he and he and the man is just like wow oh my gosh oh my he wants to jump and fix but you just want him you just want him to just be a listener and when we understand each other just like with men, men, we, you know, we, it's kind of hard for us sometimes to communicate, not because we're stupid or dumb. It's just that when it comes to women, we want to make sure that we say the right things and not the wrong thing. And we don't want any miscommunication. Uh, another myth is true love is constant or physical attraction fades over time. I want to talk about that. True love is constant or physical attraction fades over time. Love is a rare is a rare event, but that doesn't mean love or physical attraction is doomed to fade over time. As we age, men and women have fewer sexual hormones, but emotions often often influence passion more than hormones, and sexual passion can become stronger over time. Some true stuff. Another myth. I'll be able to change the things I don't like about someone. That's a myth. That's actually that's actually a lie. They should put lie there. Fact is, you can't change anyone. People can only change if and when they want to change. And that, ladies and gentlemen, 
is the gospel truth. Can't get no help out here. Let me explain something to you. I don't care how beautiful a woman is. Fellas, you can't change her. Does not matter how many times you tell her, hey, I want you to do this. Hey, I want you to do that. Hey, I want you to do this. Uh, I don't like the way you make this. I don't like the way you do There's no way she's going to change. She has to want to change. And just like women for the fellas, when you say, I want a man to change. I want him to do this. I want him to stop cheating. I want him to stop going out to the Super Bowl, out gaming, going to hanging out with his fellas. And I want him to do it. He's not going to change. He has to realize within himself that I need to make a change. And then the woman has to realize in herself that she has to make a change. Changes has to happen, but it happens in that individual. It doesn't happen what you say. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I remember one time I was dating an alcoholic. I'm telling you, she was an alcoholic. Alcoholic. And she was just drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. And I'm like... I chill out to drinking. I don't want you to drink. I don't. No, I like to drink. And my mama drink. You know, her mother was an alcohol is an alcoholic. Her aunt is an alcoholic. You know, she comes from an alcoholic family. So I could not change that in her. And just like she wanted me to stay, you know, me to stop uh, being. How can I say this in a nice way? She wanted me to stop being uh, so caring. She would tell me I care too much. I'm like, you know, well, you know, it's not my fault. You're not used to. Somebody loving you in the first place, but that's another podcast by itself. But yeah, yeah, people always say, I want them to change. I want her to look at, you know, like, you know, you meet people. I want this to change. I want that. No, they have to change. within them. And nobody should feel like they have to change because you don't like certain things. Let me explain. I remember one time I had a list of what I wanted in a woman. I had a list. And one of my mentors said to me, son, you're only going to get five things off that list. I said, no, it's not. I want this. And he was like, you're only going to get five things. And now that I'm older, now that I'm more mature, more wiser, I realized there's maybe maybe two things on the list that I used to. I had like a 20, 20 number list of stuff. And maybe now as I get older, there's only maybe five things that's on that list that's probably going to come to true. Who knows? But people have to understand that you don't get everything that you want. And even when you, you know... You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't sit there and say, oh, we're gonna, you can't pick and choose what you don't like and what you love about a person. You have to love the negative and the positive of that person. doesn't matter what they do, who they are. If you love them, you're going to love them for who they are. If they like to wear their hair a certain way, you got to love how their hair looks. If that man, ladies, if that man likes to wear that t-shirt that you don't like, just let, them wear, just let the man wear the t-shirt. Fellas, if that woman likes to wear those red bottoms, you say, man, that's too pricey. To let her wear the red bottoms. You know, hey, you know, make her some food while she wear them red bottoms. You know, hey, you never know. So there has to be certain things you just have to accept and understand. Now, another myth. I don't feel close to my parents. So intimacy is always going to be uncomfortable for me. Now, that is a myth. The fact is, it's never too late to change any pattern of behavior. Over time, with enough effort, you can change the way you think, feel, and act. That is very true. That is the truth. Nothing but the truth, so help me God. Many people like to be stuck in their ways. Like I said, when I was dating the alcoholic, she said, I'm a, I'm, I do, this is what I do. And I'll, No, she didn't want to make a decision to change. I didn't want to force her to change or tell her she need to do what she need to do. I just noticed that, well, you're drinking all the time is really toxic and not good for your health. And, you know, 
when you look at that, that's just me just being an honest person, just telling the truth. Just like there's certain things that I do that not right. But if someone tells me in love and tells me, hey, you know, there's certain things that you, you can change. Every person can change. The only person that cannot change is if you're 80 and 90 years old, don't want to change, stuck in your ways. Like my grandmother, she's just old and stuck in her ways. I just accept that she's just how she is. I accept that she's going to watch Channel 7 News at circus at 12 o'clock. That's what she's going to watch. That's what it is. Every single day she wants eggs and she wants bacon. That's what she wants. I don't sit here and say, you don't need to do this. She's 80. She's almost, she's 80 years old. That's what she has. But if you are in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, in your teenage years, you can change. You can change. Your mind is able to change. As a man think of, so is he. Okay. Now, another myth. Disagreements always create problems in a relationship. Fact. Conflict doesn't have to be negative or destructive. With the right, with the right skills, conflict can also provide an opportunity for growth in a relationship. Let me park right there parenthetically. When we look at as I'm closing, when we look at conflict, it has to be something that you just understand and you just try to work through it and just go from there. I don't think that you should be disrespectful, but just understand that, well, there are some things that we can discuss. There's some things that we can talk about respectfully. And that's very important. We have to understand that many people have are in relationships, but love and respect the person that you're with and don't disrespect them. Okay, um, I am finished for now. I want to dive into this even more in the next episode, and we're going to go to that episode after this. But I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for all of my listeners in Africa and Asia and Canada, United Kingdom, Belgium, Brussels, Germany. Uh, thank all of my supporters. If you would like to email me, email me at uh, J-O-S-H-U-A-S-H-E-R-R-O-N-I-N-C at gmail.com. If you'd like to talk to me on social media, hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. My name is Joshua, J-O-S-H-U-A, last name Sharon, S-H-E-R-R-O-N. I want to thank you for listening. Please support our cash app, dollar sign, J-O-S-H-S-H-E-R-R-O-N. When you're on the Josh Cast, you will receive a gift that lasts.